with sound. Alright. What's up everyone? Welcome back to Watch With Sound. My name is Josh Landicho and with me is Carmela Ocampo. And it's now the month of December. We are slowly approaching Christmas, Hanukkah, whatever you celebrate. Also, along with that, the new year. Um, so we started to, you know, step back from our usual horror-filled movie schedule and sort of, uh, you know, cool it down. Let's uh, get a little more Christmassy in here, a little more holiday feel. So on today's episode, we're going to be doing the new Hulu original, Happiest Season, Directed by Clea Duvall, starring Kristen Stewart, Mackenzie Davis, Allison Brie, Aubrey Plaza, Dan Levy, Mary Holland, Victor Garber, and Mary Steenbergen. Um, this is a fairly new film, so for the mo- for for all the episode, it's gonna be spoiler filled. Um, just a little warning if you guys haven't watched it yet. We're gonna just get really really into it from the start. Um, but here's your warning, is spoilers. Um, if you want to watch the movie and come back, you can do that. But, Carmela, how did you feel about The Happiest Season? I thought it was heartfelt and emotional. <laughs> um, <laughs> I thought, yeah, I thought it was a, a great like Christmas movie, um, good rom-com, um, even though it was like a little or a lot formulaic it was still very enjoyable to watch um there were a lot of like funny moments and it was kind of really refreshing to see Kristen Stewart like play this more like generic mainstream role um I'm kind of like glad to see her back in I guess mainstream media she she had been doing like a lot of independent movies I think um so yeah she she played like a great role um she seemed really comfortable in it and if for those of you who don't know she identifies as bisexual so this movie was like probably near and dear to her too um but yeah i i enjoyed this movie um for the most part and we'll get into the stuff that we might have had issues later but josh what did you think of this movie i thought it was really good um it was it was really nice because uh, me and my girlfriend Sophia had like we like drank a little bit we got a little like snuggly and cuddly so like I think when we watched it it was just like the perfect movie to watch especially during this time um, it felt like it felt like one of those movies that you could sit back relax and just sort of watch especially during this holiday season um, and it's very rare that like those movies could do that nowadays especially it being a rom com like I also like thought about that in my head is that like this is actually a really good rom-com and we always like talk about how rom-coms are sort of losing its edge even though this is yeah. more more of the romantic serious side than the com- comedic side but mm-hmm. it still had those moments and it still had the the same feeling as a rom-com would um but yeah it's when i first saw this film i was like really excited because christian stewart and also aubrey plaza two really great actresses and seeing them in these roles especially them sort of like trying to break their type even though they've had many roles that could have done that i think this one sort of solidifies it to sort of be like this generic you know like happy go lucky movie you have like aubrey plaza who's kind of acting in a different way apart from like usually you know herself in a sense like there are so many 
films that she acts in and it seems like she's not really acting she's kind of being herself <laughs> yeah like being april ludgate or being that kind of like quirky funny sarcastic person but in this one she sort of became became more serious she had um little parts of her sarcasm here and there but she was still able to keep her persona as this like this sort of like generic you know best friend or whatever this side character in this film along with Kristen Stewart too I I know like she had Charlie's Angels she had Underwater she had all these movies to trying to break her her usual typecast but I think this one really really defined it just because like she yeah like you said she seemed really comfortable just acting the way that she was in this film she seemed really like clockwork like it seemed like it was just too like natural to her mm-hmm. and that's like something that i was really impressed with because she just she fit in this role really well and i totally forgot that she was in twilight or whatever movies that people compare her to yeah. same with Aubrey plaza I, I forgot that she's perceived as april ludgate for the most part and to see her in this part to be you know in this rom-com and to sort of hold her own in this is really good. Even though she was like in it a lot less than usual roles, she was still able to have a defying impact in this movie. And I think you could see that too with like Twitter blowing up about her in this film and how she did in this film and everything like that. So yeah, I think it's really a good role for both of these people. And did you want to get into a little plot somewhere before we get into it, Carmela? So this movie follows Abby and Harper, a lesbian couple, who go back home to spend time with Harper's conservative family for the holidays, discovering Harper hasn't come out to her parents yet and also keeping her relationship a secret. Abby is forced to pretend to be someone she's not and begins to question the girlfriend she thought she knew. Whoa! <laughs> um, I think I'm gonna start off with like oh one of my biggest like pet oh peeves of this film. It's honestly the the littlest things, but for me, I feel like the character names were terrible. I think okay. none of those names really fit the, the okay. character, other than Riley. But like Abigail for Kristen Stewart, Harper for Mackenzie Davis, Salone for Allison Brie. I think Jane's fine actually. Jane actually fit it pretty well. But those like. <laughs> I don't know. Those names were just so like, what? Those other names? I don't know. It's very minor and it's very <laughs> uh, subjective, but I just felt so weird about it, especially like Sloan for Allison Brie. Sloan. It was so weird to me. I don't know. <laughs> um, <laughs> how do you feel about the names? <laughs> Really How do you get, feel about this small really detail that I'm mentioning? Getting into the nitty gritty here. <laughs> very, yep, yep, the important very stuff. Important very important stuff. Um, I thought the names were very generic. I didn't really remember any of them coming out of the movie except for maybe Sloane because it was kind of weird and Jane because I kept it in mind because I loved her character a lot um but Abby and Harper were very forgettable I I do agree that they did not fit the actresses that were playing the characters (laughs) Um, (laughs) they never called her Abigail it was like always Abby so it's okay but even Abby is like no, I, yeah, it, it didn't fit her face or whatever. Um, I I don't have as strong as a, of an opinion as you do, but I, I do agree that they definitely should have reworked that if that was distracting for you. <laughs> it's, it's just something I felt. It's just, I know it's like really small, but it's something I really wanted to get off my chest. I feel like yeah. I've been harboring this in. Yeah, you look really stressed. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I'm like, Abigail, are you joking me? Freaking Sloan, what kind of Freaking a name? But sorry, sorry, go on, go on, go on. <laughs> um 
But anyways, yeah, I thought the movie itself was, like I said, very heartfelt and emotional. Um, and just overall, it's great to see a gay rom-com holiday movie. I I personally already love Christmas movies and holiday rom-com movies, so they're like kind of my guilty pleasure. Um, but I, I love to see that this story is on screen. And um, like we were saying with Sophia before, I hope this kind of thing becomes so normal that it's not a story about just being gay anymore it's just kind of like hey these people are gay but here's a rom-com you know but the story isn't necessarily centered on it but nevertheless i think it is cool to see this realized um in like mainstream media i think which is i think was the goal for the director um clea duval um this movie was actually like semi um autobiographical for her um she like kind of based this like story on her like her own experiences with her family um she herself is also a lesbian so yeah i think like the intent of this movie was definitely made like with the best like um experience and opinion in mind yeah i think yeah this movie was really it was really refreshing to see especially like having these two characters be portrayed as a gay couple and especially telling a story of the director who most likely went through the same exact thing and telling her story through it. I'm not even sure if there are any more movies that are holiday based and have these sort of like gay characters and gay relationship with it. Um, If they are, I feel like it's not that good. That's why we haven't heard about it (laughs) or it's probably like really disingenuous or something like that. Um, but yeah, it's really fun to see these stories happen on screen, especially like now that we're in 2020 and obviously like being gay isn't especially a big taboo, especially in society. It still is to certain people and to certain communities, of course, but I feel like it's been, uh, it's being portrayed more and that's something that's a step forward in my opinion. I think the fact that we're seeing this happen and, and certain little things happen in cartoons and movies and stuff like that uh the the certain communities that weren't represented before are represented now um and like you said i I, it'd be great to see a movie that's sort of a generic rom-com that just so happens to be a gay couple but that's not the main premise is that they're gay it's sort of just like them living their lives but for now i guess we have to kind of settle for this um and it kind of reminds me of this like quote that i think donald glover i believe said um when he won the award for atlanta he just said like there are so many like straight white men making stories that like this one black per- one black person telling his story is winning all these awards because it's it's not represented it's not told it's not you know seen in this popular light mm. until that moment and it's become like this like this obvious thing like you don't have to listen to these listen to, like these straight white people anymore you could <laughs> branch out and make your own story and it's obviously going to be successful because it's going to be something that's new to the pot regardless of what the story is about it's your view on how you live through being a disenfranchised person or someone that isn't heard, you know, some of that like is silence because of who they are and silence because of what they believe in. And it was, it was just a funny quote to me. And I was thinking about this as we were talking about it, just like that, that this is like a, a female director, a lesbian director tells her story and it's become this very successful film that I believe that a lot of people seem to like. And obviously we like it a lot too to be talking about it in this light but it's just cool to see someone like Clea and someone that you know 
may not have been heard in in the past be heard now and have this movie that's really really great to watch and has the same feel i would have with the holiday movie and it's cool to see that representation happen on screen and happen now that we're still alive to see it i guess (laughs) and i don't know i just it was really cool to see that representation and it's always fun to see how people like this people that are different quote-unquote different tell their story and how it is perceived by everyone else yeah i i just want to add to that like i think most or a lot of the like queer movies that i've seen are like very tragic um like moonlight um portrait of a lady on fire they're very sad and like very somber um so it was like also really nice to not only see this representation but a like light-hearted like funny like very not serious and like casual representation um yeah not something that's like tragic or like yeah, someone like dramatic, dies it's sort of like a, like, yeah. a go lucky fun movie that you know represents a gay couple other than like <laughs> them dying or like the something tragic it's, yeah it's cool to see that it was like a fun Ex- movie yeah exactly like it was like yeah it was like fun and light and energetic and it was just like just a it was just the holiday movie like you said you could just like cozy up to so yeah that was really nice Okay, going on, going forward, <laughs> uh, we I, like we mentioned before, it's very much a generic holiday film that's really fun, and it's very, very formulaic to those holiday films, and that's sort of expected with this sort of genre, and even with that, it's still something that we enjoy, something that we like like a lot, even though it's something we've seen many times. It's 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 painted in a different light, um, and like you you have like the the same same variables and and same ingredients to this like you have the hijinks that happens with like Kristen Stewart shoplifting but not shoplifting um the closet scene where she hides but turns on the Roomba and like pretends she's sleepwalking and you have like that crazy Christmas fight at the end where like they break like a ginormous painting over like the sister's head and like it's it's like those typical things that you see in a regular movie and then you have like the evil sister who's like always out to get the main character for whatever reason but then at the end like becomes like her best friend and like <laughs> very sympathetic and then you have like jane who's one of our our favorite characters who's sort of like this wild card but also provides that comedic relief and has even like more adding to the hijinks within this film and and holiday hijinks i guess you can say <laughs> holiday um, hijinks. <laughs> and then you have like the best friend dan levy who's like this person on the sidelines like that's a connecting idea to you know the main character and how she feels and like how she's gonna solve her problems sooner or later and then you have like the like other halves of the couple like being jealous of the other couple like connor and then bobby plaza obviously and then being like oh i'm gonna do this to make them jealous kind of a thing and then of course you have the typical ending of the the main character's partner does something wrong but comes to her begs for her you know forgiveness and to take them back and of course in a happy ending they take each other back which i personally don't have a problem with we'll talk about (laughs) again later about like the certain problems that came with that um but how do you feel about like i don't this formula sort of being in this film but then also working it to be a unique film i guess you can say like we sort of talked about how like we already know what's going to happen, but the fact of the matter is it's different in its own way. How do you feel about like the formula it went in and like how it made you feel about it as a movie? I like, um, generally don't have an issue with very formulaic movies. I guess it depends on like 
other things too like what it's about and like who's directing it i guess um but in general like i think formula formulas are like kind of there for a reason and it's because they work i think with this movie like even though it was super predictable we still enjoyed like the experience and i think that's really what matters like the execution and like the feelings that you have like when you're watching this movie especially because this is a holiday movie and holiday movies like people love these movies because they're predictable because you know you're gonna feel good in the end and you just want to chill and like cozy up and have a good time so i think yeah even though it was formulaic like the execution was done well like some movies are formulaic but Sometimes they, they're, like, super shitty, like, those little shitty Lifetime, like, holiday movies, I guess. It's just, like, bad acting, <laughs> bad, like, script or whatever. Um, but in this case, this is actually, like, a good movie, you know? Like, it had a good script, had good, great actors. Um, you didn't like the names, but that's okay, you know? <laughs> that's just one part of it. <laughs> but, but overall, yeah, it was, like, a great execution overall. Yeah, I think especially with holiday films, they have that formula and they sort of don't want to surprise a viewer in a way that like brings down their vibe. Like I didn't want anyone to die in this film for me to be like (laughs) all snuggled up and like happy and just watching it all of a sudden like, oh no. (laughs) But it did have like the emotional punch that a lot of the holiday films, holiday movies do, but even better at this point, I think. Um, and even like you said too, like a lot of formulas work and that's why it happens. And especially with holiday movies too, it's hard to break away from that formula and sort of like have the same feeling as like Home Alone or, or those type of movies that people watch uh, repeatedly. And, and this is why like this movie is really good to be replayable as well. It's really great as regards to the formula. And even with that, it was also very, very much entertaining and very much had to bring something new to the table. And I think that's a really important part to this formula and to this to this holiday movie as well like like you said there's a lot of lifetime movies out there that like <laughs> they could f- like you know follow the formula but like what are they bringing that's new what are they doing that's like entertaining um it's like it just depends on of course the the execution and how it's perceived with us and i think this is like the best way that this formula went and especially like it not being a <laughs> like a lifetime movie it became its own its own entity in that sense especially being in the holiday film genre um but yeah, I really did love this film and I like I like the formula. I like how it made me feel. I was like a little inebriated. So I was kind of having fun with it, but I was like, man, it's like almost Christmas. Like I can't. Yeah. Like, I was like very happy go lucky. It was really fun to watch. Um but with that being said, Carmela, how do you feel about the ending of this film? Okay, so this movie ends with Abby and Harper reconciling Harper like you know saying you know asking for forgiveness saying sorry and she's like take me back like I love you like I came out blah blah blah. and they end up together and then another like the next ending it had I think it had two endings (laughs) um was that the parents reconciled all of their problems with their children and they were like you know what we'll be better parents sorry we didn't love you the way we should have blah 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 let's be a happy family and then it ends and it's a great happy ending and like like we said with the formula it works it's like it's a great it's a great ending good vibes didn't like no one died you know everything was like nothing too tragic nothing nothing too tragic everything was tied up um so i like uh, i think initial feeling like personally i was like 
I didn't feel like this ending was earned. Um, a lot of the sadness and just the terrible things that happened and all of the problems just was so painful compared to this like very quick wrap up ending. Um, it almost seemed like very unrealistic compared to the very real problems and issues that had come up. Like, you know, first not the lie, the lies and like not coming out, um, or having issues coming out to her parents with Harper. And then the second issue with the children's relationship with their parents, um, all of those things were so, so real and so painful. And then you have this ending that is just like literally wrapped in a Christmas bow and is like so shiny. And so it just felt very um, superficial, obviously. Um, and I had to like basically uh, convince myself that like, oh yeah, this is the ending. Like this is how it, ends. this is how this movie ends. Um, so yeah, I mean, I understand obviously why it ended this way and how it ended this way it, it was just the what's it called the two feelings for me were just like so distant from each other that it like one didn't like necessarily equate to the other so yeah how did you feel about the ending I thought the ending was okay. <laughs> um, you did make a good point, though. Like, it sort of, like, did fast forward a lot of, like, the issues and problems that this family had into, like, this quick, like, rap. And, like, it did feel very rushed in that sense. And and this, like, Hail Mary of, like, Harper tracking her girlfriend and saying, oh, please take me back, please take me back. Um, yeah, it, it did wrap it up really nicely. And I think that's, uh, you know has to be wrapped really nice because again we said it's very formulaic it has to be happy you can't end on a sad note um and i thought it was i thought it was fine i thought the ending was okay and then like my girlfriend sophia you um (laughs) we're all just talking about how like harper is like very very problematic in that sense in the fact that like she's this ginormous liar she doesn't really tell the truth she acts different around her high school friends you know and she does these things that are like very manipulative almost and uh, like gaslighting abby and stuff like that and um uh i think you and sophia kind of don't agree that like they shouldn't really be together or like the solution wasn't really there for their relationship because it seemed like even though like oh yeah i'll take you back and i propose to you it didn't really fix the problems of like that she's a liar that she you know acts different and she does these things that like don't make abby happy and and the problem still stood when abby said like oh i came here loving her and now that i see her in this light i don't even know if i love her anymore or like if it's the same person and that necessarily didn't fix anything like that that problem that she had really didn't get solved it was more or less that like yeah i'll still love you i guess even though you know you were kind of shitty um at the end and it sort of like had this it did feel very very like fast forwarded like oh just because the dad said that like all of a sudden they're all good now like they they still don't feel that pressure like they don't feel like that that well like you know that that strain that they had before and it it did feel very like fast forwarded and i think again being a formula it's it's that's sort of what happens in these kind of movies and holiday films like none of the issues really don't get altogether resolved but it's resolved for the time being and that's all we really need it for we all we only need the 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 movie to end that way in that time period for us to be satisfied with the film um and i sort of get you know like just deeper insight 
looking into the movie, it does seem a little, little weird and a little like, okay, that doesn't really solve anything. But I think for this particular film, it was a, an ending that, you know, fell into that formula. I don't even know if that's necessarily in a good way either, but <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I, I don't have a problem with Abby and Harper ending up together necessarily. Like I think the movie logic that we had to like basically believe was that you know with just this one thing harper says she's forgiven from everything she's ever done to abby basically and that isn't like obviously realistic like it's gonna take you know months of like emotional repair and like you know of their relationship to actually fully like reconcile those issues and like deep-rooted problems um but yeah like i said movie logic it's like fast forwarded it you're supposed to be like oh yeah she, she forgave her it's fine like everything is good um and the same thing with the parents like you know it's like years and years of buildup of like all of these issues and it's like dad suddenly says okay you know i was actually doing this because i wanted your attention it's like what <laughs> like oh no um <laughs> dad okay dad. it's not like we just lived like... through the strain of you for like the past couple of years for you to be like you know what <laughs> i did this for your attention <laughs> i put you this just for you guys and stuff like that it was like okay it was I like know, yeah whatever. that that line kind of like made me like <laughs> like okay like all right whatever um but i i don't think again it's... i think i think that's it's really formulaic it's like it's like the like that typical line of like it's a christmas miracle it's like that same idea <laughs> yeah. of like yeah, yeah. like they kind of said it to say it i get it yeah i i don't think it's unrealistic that abby and harper ended up together it's just like in mind of like okay maybe they probably will work it out like years like months and months from now they'll all talk about all of their problems and like hash it all out now that everything's on the table they'll be fine you know um and like, I, I, I definitely feel like a lot of us felt like Abby should have ended up with Riley, Harper's ex-girlfriend, A, because Ooh. they seem to get along very nicely, and B, because they just had like amazing chemistry. Um, but if we were speaking like realistically, I think abby immediately ending up with riley in the end is also it's just like it's not a good take i guess it's not a good look it's kind of like she abandoned this really problematic like relationship without trying to i guess problematic because it had to do with you know coming out and like her um sexual identity not nest i mean along with the lies and everything else but anyways um but yeah like her ending up with Riley would not just would not be a good look because it's like the easy way out. I feel like it would kind of be I don't know. It it wouldn't feel right for me for that to happen in my opinion if it just happened immediately. If it was like years down the road she was like Abby was like, "You know what? I really don't like Harper as a person. <laughs> she kind of sucks." And then meets Riley on the street randomly again and then right like um reunite years later maybe i'd be like okay yeah that's cool but yeah what do you how do you feel about that take yeah i feel like a lot of people even aubrey plaza too aubrey plaza commented on saying that like she wanted to end up with abby as well and have that kind of ending 
and I know a lot of people on Twitter are like, yeah, 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 that chemistry. I like how they were going with it and everything. Um, but yeah, like it, it ending like that is even more worse than saying it's a Christmas miracle. <laughs> it's just like this random like abandonment of like this relationship you had and ending up with Riley. Like I, a little piece of me also wanted me to have her end up with Riley, but like, like movie wise, I'm trying to figure out in where in like the timeline that's gonna happen. You know, like you can't yeah. have like the movie end with them breaking up and then fast forwarding it to like oh they end up abby and riley end up together in that way and like it's not it's gonna ruin the formula one and two it's gonna almost make like another hour of the movie happen <laughs> like it has to have another storyline to it and and for it to sort of summarize together yeah it would be very very much like an easy way out for the movie and for like the real life relationship that abby and harper had just to be like oh i'm going with riley now because like i pretty much she's a rebound in a sense yeah that's terrible <laughs> to have like just like to go back to her all of a sudden just because like your first relationship wasn't working out um it just would have been weird to like one try to put that together and have still that happy holiday theme to it and like still to continue you know the the formula and the way that these holiday movies end and like i it, it would cool be cool to see that obviously but it's just weird to like for me to think like in what sense would that even work out? You know, how would that even patch up anything? You know, yeah. you have this main problem that sort of like doesn't really get solved because you abandoned the whole plot altogether. <laughs> like you just, <laughs> exactly. you just like went to the rebound, which is kind of like where I see the problem with it. Yeah. Like that, that scenario could not like, like make sense to happen because the movie isn't even about them. It's about like Abby and Harper and like their relationship and about Harper's like personal problems and you know let's just dive deep into Harper and like how complex of a like of a situation she was in because I think yeah she's getting a ton of hate and I just want to say like I she was definitely unlikable and she did a lot of terrible things but I think at the end of the day I can say that I definitely like empathize with her and her situation um Wait, and so you're defending Harper right now? Is that what you're saying? Oh my god. We're, we're no, not, I'm just asking. I'm literally asking. We're not like, defending Harper. We're <laughs> empathizing with Harper, okay? Okay, okay, okay. Go on, go on, go on. I'm not, for, I'm not like defending like the fact that she kind of like gaslighted and lied to Kristen Stewart's character. Um, I'm just like saying that I understand why she did the things she did and like what led her to do those things and they're terrible like you know they're horrible and i hope you know in their like movie world that they work out and are happily like married but um but yeah like she like pretended to be someone else in front of like her high school friends and it was just like she was just overcome with like this fear of like revealing her true self to her entire like family and her entire like town even like just that entire like side of herself was like was like (laughs) it was like the whole no one knew um (laughs) (laughs) she hid it from the whole town um but not only that she hid that part of herself from abby too like we realized that she wasn't really her true self um in front of abby either um because she like didn't necessarily tell her what's it called everything about like her situation and like the way she treated her past relationship with Aubrey Plaza 
Now, Josh, I know that you don't think. <laughs> oh my God! Here we go again. Here we go again. You don't think that your partner's experiences with their um, exes really matter to their current relationship. But Sophia we, and we I, really, you we, know, we talked about this. Me, Sophia, Carmela, right before we recorded. Um, they tied me up to the chair. They put a spotlight on me and like like interrogated me for whatever reason and like, oh, why don't you agree with us kind of a thing we talked about it. and I like essentially had to like get myself out of the you know the chair because mm-hmm. it's it's inhumane really. So yeah, we talked about it and mm-hmm. you know it just seemed like since I'm a quote unquote guy that I don't really care about like the past relationships and stuff like that. I feel like Harper's you know, relationship with uh with riley was was bad the fact that like you know riley became terrorized and bullied throughout high school because of what abby did and because abby couldn't stand up for her i get it it's really bad but at the same time in my opinion as a quote-unquote guy (laughs) that it i feel like that doesn't really affect the relationship at the end other than the fact that like showing abby's true colors which again we sort of talked about how like she sort of has to put on different faces for different people and it that obviously would unsettle uh, Abby because, you know, she's never seen Harper act any different than she was with her. And at the same time, I get it. The fact that, like, it's this weird person that you're seeing. But I think all of us, you know, sort of have to put different faces on for different people. I think that's how we grow up. That's how we adapt to our situation. That's how we start to learn how to socialize with everyone. We sort of have a face like, oh, how's the weather we're having? How's that job you're doing? How's this? How's that? How's that thing I don't really care about, but I'm going to ask you about anyways, just to have that small talk. I think um, it, 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 I know, I understand that like it sort of gave Abby, you know, this blindsided view of Harper. But at the same time, I get it when it comes to her friends, you know, her family, um, that she has to act a certain way, especially with her family, that her parents, you know, sort of being a mayor, I believe, like it's a lot of pressure for them to be this perfect family in order for him to win that race in that campaign. Um, And I understand that like Abby would be blindsided by this. And also the fact that like, you know, she was this terrible person to someone that she was in a relationship with. A same-sex relationship, nonetheless. Like I think, uh, it really does paint Harper in that bad picture, and I understand that. Like it's it shows Harper to be this terrible person just because the way her her track record of like treating that you know the past <laughs> relationships like that, totally understandable. I I totally get it. Yeah, I think in this like specific scenario with you know Harper and Abby, like I think the value of Abby learning that about harper's past learning that she like lied about you know her sexuality and in turn like aubrey plaza's character like suffered for it i think it was like valuable for her in the moment to learn that because she was like like experiencing something similar like she was like being kind of like iced out and like um she was questioning like her own knowledge of her own girlfriend and learning something like she didn't know about her like was probably the only and that that was the only way she could probably know more about her own girlfriend I guess at that point because she was like so set on like you know hiding herself so I think in this specific scenario it was like I think it was super important for that to happen I I can kind of understand your opinion as a guy 
you know, like not really uh, quote unquote guy. <laughs> that was a quote unquote guy. <laughs> <laughs> um, not really like thinking that like, you know, your past like really matters for your current relationship. I feel like, I guess it might just differ for couple to couple. Um, Cause yeah, Harper's not a guy. <laughs> like, how how you gonna answer that? Just kidding. Um, What's her excuse? <laughs> What's her excuse? Um, <laughs> so yeah, like whether you think like that t- specific information will be valuable for you as a couple is like up to you as a couple and up to like I guess your problems in that moment. Yeah, I definitely think it's uh, sort of like depends on the scenario. Obviously, it depends on like the current situation, and I think. Uh, that's an interesting topic as well because we've I think you've mentioned before that the director sort of played this whole movie out with her own personal experience and sort of how she had to come out to her family I believe or come out in that way and same way in the movie I don't know if she was Harper or Abby in this sense, I don't but, either <laughs> yeah <laughs> it was just a, it's just an interesting take and interesting topic to talk about like the fact that like people still have to go through this and still have to fear essentially for their lives, you know, coming out to the the people that they care about. Um, I think a lot of the, a lot of the scenes that stood out to me was the one with Dan Levy, just sort of talking about, you know, with Abby, like, Oh, it's great that you had these supportive parents. But when I came out to my dad, like I was kicked out and I didn't talk to him for 13 years, his own father. Like, it's just such a crazy scenario for these people and it's just crazy that like a lot of people have to deal with this and like sort of have to come out to their parents and for it to be almost a, a taboo in some cultures some families and stuff like that um it's just a great like it's just a, a again a, a crazy story to put in this holiday film and the way that this story is told it really hits home because it's very genuine obviously it seems like it's something that was very honest to her and it's something that was very hard for her at the time and um especially like looking in harbor sense like she's this family that's that's you know under a mayor's mayor or running mayor control and like she has to be this perfect person and and in in this society and in and time and age sometimes being yourself or being gay or anything like that isn't the perfect scenario and and even at the end it sort of hits that home with like oh if if Harper could sort of keep her life secret, we could do business together. And that's sort of where like the dad's like, Oh, I can't do that. I can't make her, you know, hide herself in that sense. Um, and we were even talking about it kind of joking around before, like how about like a, a gay family essentially? Like do, does the son have to come out straight? <laughs> do they have to go? Like, Oh mom, I know, you know, mom and mom or dad and dad or whatever that, that relationship may be. Um, I, I know you guys are okay and everything, but I, I'm straight. And like, we're just joking about like, Oh no, how dare you? We didn't raise you like this. And stuff like that. It's just like <laughs> that sort of interesting take of it. And that sort of storytelling of like people that have to come out, have the hardest time doing so. And I could don't like only imagine how hard it is and complicated it is, especially in these, these sort of scenarios. And I think, how we talked about how like it's a different story from a different person. It, it truly is. Cause we, I personally don't know that sort of struggle and for it to be set on screen is something that's really great, especially to viewers that relate to this. Cause it's something that like people struggle every day with. And it's, it's a really crazy jump to see, you know, these people do it and they may be denied from their families or accepted. It's just this crazy, like tense moment of like that actually happening in my opinion and it's just crazy to see 
this story told on this on Hulu and, and on like a a mainstreaming service and for it to be really hard hitting i think it, they did a she did a really good job of telling the story and sort of hitting home the sort of troubles and hardships that these people have to face day by day <laughs> sorry <laughs> i was like um yeah just to like reiterate like dan levy's uh like short speech like or insight was just worded so well and like he i think he explained um the situation like in a way where i think a lot of people who may not have understood before like might get to like understand um that and i love that he hammered home that this is like only one type of like situation or scenario like abby's scenario was like the best case where her parents were like accepting and loving um and i actually watched an interview with kristen stewart and um, mackenzie davis uh, about this interview and um kristen stewart um was saying how her personal experience coming out experience was like super smooth like there wasn't really like a surprise um she was like accepted and like didn't really have any like uh like fallback or flack about it um and Mackenzie Davis identifies as straight but she also was like um she had originally felt like her, her character was too old to come out and I thought that was interesting um because like I didn't even like I guess question that but I I don't know but yeah, she was like, oh, like, this character is, like, too old to be coming out this late. But then she later, like, learned that, like, everyone has, like, such a different experience. Like, people don't come out, like, at a certain time or a certain age or anything. There's no, like, set, like, I guess, age where it's like, oh, I'm 18, time to come out or something like that. Um, so I think she she said she was, like, very honored to play, like, this, like, character and, like, the scenario where like someone out there who may be Harper's age or something can relate. Um, so yeah, I just think that what's it called? Just seeing this movie and like that explanation of like everyone's experience is different. was like super important to have like on a mainstream like platform like Hulu. Yeah, exactly. I think, uh, yeah, it really played, or it painted a really good picture of like, like it, no one's situation is the same like coming out to their parents or coming out to the loved ones it, it's different every time and it's a different scenario different like outcome every time like there are some people that come out and essentially get murdered by their family or get excommunicated get like kicked out whatever happens like the most radical things could happen and have happened before that it's it's just a crazy thing to think about and also just to like just to sort of wrap my head around about like just the fact that like Abby had this very perfect thing, but then, you know, Dan Levy didn't talk to his dad for 13 years. Harper, you know, has to, like, deal with her own consequences of being herself to her family because of her dad's status. It's, like, this really dysfunctional family kind of thing. So it's just crazy to see these people... um, It's just crazy to see this movie painted, you know, these situations that could relate to someone else. And that's sort of why we talked about, you know... uh, these sort of gay relationships and gay representation and representation in general in films are very important, especially when it comes to relating to people that deal with the same things and deal with 
this sort of thing on their actual real life, you know, and it's, it's hard to think about like hard to not think about like that and sort of think about like the sort of empathy I have and sort of like the, the way I want to view things and see them in, in those shoes. Um, but with that, uh, you added the little topic here of like actors playing characters with different sexual gender identities. And personally, <laughs> I'm like the last person to ask about this. I'm a straight person, straight male. I, like, I don't think I really have a true opinion on it. Um, but I guess I'll, I'll still comment on it after how you feel about it. How you feel about like uh, straight actors playing gay roles or, you know, straight actors playing transgender roles in that sense. How do you feel about that? I also... I'm not like an expert in this area and I I don't also have like a solid opinion um but I thought it was like an interesting topic to maybe talk about because um because yeah it's like kind of a thing that comes up every now and then when a movie comes out with like quote-unquote like misrepresentation of the characters um and I really think that it might depend on the subject matter um but again, like, it's really tough. Like, I I think, like, if it was a movie about being gay, I would say, like, maybe it would be better for, pe- for like, the actors or actresses who portray those roles to be, like, to identify with that um, specific, like, identity. But also, it's just, like, it's just, like, a super complex topic because it's, like, the other side is, like, oh, it just depends on their talent, you know, whether they can do it or not. Um, And then the other side of that is also how there's, like, a lack of, what's it called, work for people who are, like, like queer and, like, identify as, like, trans or something, and they don't get hired for those roles, and it's like, "Mm." So, yeah, I don't know. I don't have a solid opinion. My only semi-solid opinion is depends on the subject matter of the film i think if it's like super if it the main thing about the movie is like a story about like these gay people and their experience i think it would be better if like the people portraying them understood that experience i guess um but other than that i guess it would be fine it just depends on like the talent whoever auditions best so yeah what do you think josh (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> again not the best person to ask but um, <laughs> i've seen a lot of uh i guess a lot of i guess the argument against this of like people playing their actual gender identities or sexual identity um one like big argument i always see is like they're actors they're supposed to act that way and i kind of hate that argument it's kind of stupid to be honest <laughs> like i think uh there it's just very very one like very very above the surface very like scratching the surface i guess you could say of of thinking that way because like it, of course it depends on the situation and everything but like it's it's the the idea of representation that we we've been talking about throughout this whole movie or throughout this whole like episode that's the main thing that i i really look for is that like regardless if the director whoever thinks that this straight male should play this transgender person or if this straight male should play this gay person i think i would always want to have you know the genuine thing of that i want an actual like gay person to represent a gay person because i think that's where representation comes in like you have 
so many straight actors that could do the best job acting whatever <laughs> whatever right but you have a very finite of diverse actors that could play their actual role <laughs> like i feel like that's where like it's it's that's where i get the problem of is like that you're that you're sort of purposely avoiding the idea of representation just to make sure your movie's good um it's again situational it's very like it depends like maybe if the director was gay and wanted to have that straight person of course but where it gets fishy for me where it's like everyone's straight but they want to have like this fantastic gay movie it's just like what <laughs> how does the dots connect like how do you how can you even tell a story like that without representing the community at all you know it's it's again very situational but <laughs> for me always it's it's representation first if you're going to dip into these different cultures and i think that's like my main thing i know like that might not work with all the movies but like for me it, that's where it comes first when it comes to having these different actors play different identities and with that very very interesting topic we wrap up our review and little talk on the happiest season um which is currently on hulu fantastic holiday film in my opinion i definitely could see myself rewatching it enjoying it later on maybe next year whatever um but main thing is just the representation. I think that's why I like it so much. It's something that's different. It's, it's even with with it like following the formulas of a regular holiday film, it became something so unique and something so personal when it comes to the director and her standpoint and her beliefs and her identity. And all that is super important when it comes to these movies because we always hear the same generic straight white male thing and it, it gets really tiresome. I think we should, I don't know, diversity is really important and different viewpoints is really important as well i'm i don't know it, it's a christmas miracle could only be said so many times for me <laughs> to believe it um but this has been our episode on the happiest season my name is josh landicho and you can follow me on instagram at the space wolf and i'm carmella and you can follow me at catmella o and you could follow watch it sound on instagram at watch it sound along with listening to us on spotify soundcloud apple and anchor and if any of those apps have a subscribe like rate comment any of those things will help us out a lot we actually just opened up a little new feature on anchor which is uh become a supporter um it's a value of whatever you want monthly to sort of help us out it would help us out a lot uh us being both unemployed (laughs) but other than that we very much appreciate regardless if you um support or not we're just happy for you guys listening to us um so thank you all for listening to us and keep on watching